Well, thank you so much, Julie. And thank you so much, Church, for inviting us into your homes and into your living rooms. We are just excited to be with you. And we know that you too cannot contain your excitement to have us with you either. So as I said, we're thrilled to be here. And today we're going to be really just picking up where we left off last week. We're going to be talking about living hope. And I think that To think that Easter is a one-off isolated event and that the message doesn't apply every other day of the year is actually a really big mistake that we can make. In fact, last week we talked about how the message of Easter is living hope and that's something we need to leverage every day of the year. And I know that many people watching today can look around the state of the world right now and say, wow, if ever there was a time in our lifetime where we needed hope, that would be now. And I'm not saying ever in history, just in my little lifetime, you know, all 21 years, (laughs) all 21 years, yes. Um, In my lifetime, this is the most time I can remember that people need hope. They need an answer. They need light in the darkness. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, aside from just the current times we live in, hope's something we hear people talk about all the time, right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we use this word hope, but I wonder if we know what it really means. Mm. You know, hope is not just a wish. It's more than a wish. It's a confident expectation of what God has promised. And its strength or its fuel is actually in his faithfulness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we can put our hope in a lot of things, uh, but the foundation of our hope is not, uh, sorry, our foundation of hope is um, sure and rock solid and secure. And that hope is going to be something that's last. And it will, be, um, it will be shaken by circumstances and stuff around us. And we've got to remember that a misplaced hope is a hope that can crumble. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about through this morning, yeah. that where we place our hope is going to determine whether it's hope that will last or hope that will crumble. And I believe that real true hope, safe and secure hope, has a flavour. I wonder if for a minute at home where you are, you could think about these questions with me. What does hope look like? What does hope sound like? What does hope feel like? And how can I have hope? And how do I hold on to this hope? You see, hope has a flavour because hope is a person. Hope is Jesus. If you get to know Jesus, you get to know hope. Now, I know that the last few weeks in our home, hope has certainly looked and felt like something. Since kind of the outbreak of COVID-19 in Australia and that it's impacted the way that we live in the last few weeks. Um, It's kind of like at the same time, there was a breakout of fear and a breakout of uncertainty in our homes and in our communities. But, and that's kind of the new normal. People are learning to experience this uncertainty as a new normal. But I can honestly say that has not been my experience. Mm. Um, Yes, the changes are inconvenient. Yes, I miss not seeing people, not hanging out with friends. I miss not sending my kids to school, mums and dads. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it has not been a fear factor for me. It has not been a time of uncertainty because in this season, my hope has not been misplaced. My hope is on something sure that will not crumble. And if we have living hope, if we have hope that comes from knowing Jesus, um, that's why we can be like this in that season. If I didn't have this secure hope, then for sure I would be experiencing all that fear and uncertainty of this time. But for me, I know that hope is a deep knowing. It's a 
um, it's an absolute internal confidence and it's a centering for me. It's I know that um, no matter what happens, it's immovable for me. My hope is immovable, even though stuff will change outside of me. It's like you said, Tim, an anchor that's firm and secure. And we know that Hebrews 6.19 tells us that. Just in your life, what's been your experience of hope, babe? Well, thanks for calling me babe. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, look, my biggest learning experience at this time has been if I feel lonely or when I feel locked down, uh, when I find myself worrying about my job or negotiating the, you know, family dynamics of having four people in the house at the same time all the time. Just a little segue. I'd like to say I love my wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but with those, um, you know, that even the constant uh, stream of information yeah. that we're getting at the moment seems like just constantly negative news. But what I've um, found is that my hope is not in these challenges and not in these things. And it's in a person and that person is Jesus. Yeah. And my anchor is in Jesus and my trust is in Jesus. And this reminds me that, you know, here's my focus at this time when um, things are seeming to go into a bit of chaos I remember that Jesus is the one who I am kind of rooted in and he draws me closer during this time through, you know, an encouraging word or through song or even through times of meditation. And as I walk through this, he comforts me and he brings me peace and life. And I kind of like experience a rejuvenated hope in him. So if the question is, why do I have this hope? The answer is Jesus. Definitely, yes. And, you know, Ephesians 2 verse 12 says that um, without God, we cannot have hope. Yeah, that's and it. And it even encourages us to remember that time when we were not with God and we didn't have hope and, you know, consider that. And we're going to talk about that a bit more today. But when we do talk about hope, we're talking about a true, real and lasting hope that can only be found in God. Yeah. So how is this hope given to us? Through the resurrection by faith in Jesus. And to explain this further, what we're going to do is we're going to look through the eyes of Peter. And so if you guys have got Bibles and you want to turn to 1 Peter 1, 3 to 5, we're going to, we're going to um, talk from there. Now, Peter was alive at the time when Jesus was on earth and he walked and talked with Jesus. And Peter had firsthand experience of what it was like to have a living hope in Jesus. And decades after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Peter wrote a letter. We know this is the, the book of Peter, First Peter. And he wrote this to a group of people who were um, located in what we now know as Turkey. And he was writing to these early people um, and because they were persecuted and they'd been scattered. And so Peter wrote to encourage them in the midst of their suffering. And this is what he said, First Peter 1.3, let us give thanks to God And the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because his great mercy, he gave us new life by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. This fills us with a living hope. And so we look forward to possessing the rich blessings that God keeps for his people. He keeps them for you in heaven, where they cannot decay, they cannot spoil or fade away. They are for you who through faith are kept safe by God's power for the salvation which is ready to be revealed at the end of time. Mm. And so this passage shows us that a misplaced hope 
will crumble, but hope in Jesus will not crumble. That's right. And so, you know, if we're looking a little bit deeper into verse 3, we can see that the start of our hope, where it all kind of starts from, is the resurrection life. And that's what fills us with a living hope. And so who gave us this hope? God did. Absolutely. In his great mercy to us, he has given us new life through this resurrection. And this new life is so significant to our standing with God. And, you know, this new life comes. When, when this new life comes, we have a new hope. We have a new family and new identity. How amazing is that? When Jesus died and rose from the dead three days later, he smashed the power of sin and shame from our life and he invited us to be part of a new life where all old things which held us back were cast on him and all his purity, justice and right standing were put on us. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this great exchange has moved us from outcasts and placed us as children of God. That's and so we're good. part of his family. So good. And I'd like to share a little bit of a story and how this became real for me in my life back when I was 21 years old. So at that time, there was a time in my life where I was struggling with my identity and feelings of rejection. And I actually went looking in all the wrong places for acceptance. And, you know, I went and put my hope in a group of friends which were not good for me. I placed my hope in substances which I thought would help me avoid the pain of rejection, but you know, in fact, it actually was harming me. And this decision led to further destructive choices and it meant my life was kind of like spiraling out of control. So if I look back at my life in that season, I really had kind of like lost my hope and I was searching for it in all the wrong places. And after some time, I realized that the decisions I was making were kind of like leading me away from God. And, you know, the things and people that I'd placed my hope in were crumbling around me. Mm. I was in a state of internal struggle because my spirit was kind of like wanting to come back to God and wanting to um, have grace and, and, and go through repentance. But my brain was telling me to ignore those things. So it was really a struggle inside. And I was actually living like a double life. So I had one foot in the church on Sundays and during the week I would uh, be living in a world of self-destruction. And I was going out with a girl at church at that time. And at the same time, I was taking drugs. I was binge drinking and gambling. And so hope actually needed to come. And it, it was just at that right time that hope showed up in the form of grace and forgiveness in my life. My girlfriend's mum actually told me that she knew what was going on. And she said that she knew because God had told her. And even though I was hurting, she said, I don't, I don't, I don't reject you or I don't put you out. I want to work through, walk through this and work with you into a place of healing and restoration. And she said, there is a way out of this and the way is Jesus. Yeah. And I think all of the defenses that I'd put up started to kind of like erode away as God's grace started to work its way into my life. And, you know, that love and care and acceptance was the thing that I was craving for. And I was welcomed back and I was allowed time to heal. It demonst this demonstration on earth was a demonstration that there was actually a God in heaven that cared for me. Yeah. You know, so now I had this new hope. Yeah, come on. 
Jesus was my new hope because he took the pain and shame and the addiction off me and he restored me. And so it's kind of like, you know, the story of the prodigal son yeah. where the son kind of goes away and God's waiting there and with his arms wide open to welcome back. Yes. That's kind of like the experience I had. Yeah. And God's kindness led me to repentance and his forgiveness led me to freedom and his acceptance and love welcomed me back into his family. So now I'm anchored in this hope, yeah, this true. living hope, Jesus, and I give thanks to God for what he's done for me. Jesus was there to fix my broken past. He's with me today, and he has given me an eternal hope of my future. That's so good. Like, what do you say after hearing a story like that? But wow, how good is God? How good is he that he sees us in our need and goes, I have hope for that need. And in case you're wondering, I was the girlfriend in that story. (laughs) And my mum was the mum in that story. So, hey, go (laughs) mum. But we're going to keep looking at hope and we're going to keep looking through 1 Peter um, 4 and 5, the verses now. So Tim's just left off talking about an absolute practical way that that living hope is demonstrated to us. We have hope because Jesus rose again and he has done incredible things in our lives by fixing them up for us because we were messes before we knew him. And then verse 4 says, And so we look forward to possessing the rich blessings that God keeps for his people. And anyone who loves Jesus and believes in him and has accepted him as their Lord and Savior is his people. And he keeps them for you in heaven where they cannot decay or spoil or fade away. They are for you who through faith are kept safe by God's power for the salvation which is ready to be revealed at the end of time. What this pretty much is saying is we look forward to possessing what God's promised his people because we have living hope. We know circumstances and situations and even life on earth is really just temporary. But what is coming in eternity is is what we'll experience forever. And God has so much in store for us then. He's actually looking after it for us and nothing that happens on earth can touch that or change that for us. But this is not to say God wants us to have these terrible trials and sufferings all through life on earth just to have goodness when we get to heaven. That's right. In fact, that's the opposite. See, that would be contrary to who God is and that would be contrary to God's very nature. God is so good and he's always showing up with his goodness in our lives and with his faithfulness in our lives. So much so that I know that sometimes you go, he possibly couldn't get any better. And then he does, like he just ups himself and shows you how good he can be. And God showing us how good he is on earth is a glimpse of eternity for us. So that when we eventually get there and we see all the promised things that he has for us that haven't spoiled and haven't faded, we are going to just be mind blown, Mm. socks knocked off, like, wow, God, you are so much better than I could have ever imagined. Now, when we talk about hope, I think that it would be wrong to isolate the discussion to just the season of life that many of us are experiencing, which is walking through the COVID-19 and and the changes to life. Mm. But reality is hope is something we need all the time, every day. Without hope, life is bleak and life is dark. And the thing about life is it doesn't stand still for a pandemic. People were walking through issues and problems way before this pandemic started. They're going to be carrying them through this time and they're going to exist after life resumes 
normality, whatever that's going to look like. You know, there are people who are facing marriages that are on the verge of breakup. There are families that are hurting because relationships are broken. There are people who have lost jobs. There are people in facing serious illnesses or chronic illnesses or like you experienced, Tim. There are people who have, you know, things that they're trying to work through. They've been rejected in life. They've been hurt in life. They are walking through cycles of addiction. We are all at such Mm. different stages in life. But the common cry of humanity is hope. Mm. We all need hope and we all need not just a wish because you can't hang your life on a wish or a whim. You need living hope, something firm and secure. You know, how many times in our life do we feel hopeless? Do we look at situations and go, there's no hope here? But that's not what God says and that's not what life with God is like. You see, a misplaced hope is a hope that will crumble. But hope in Jesus leads to new life now and in eternity. That's exactly right. And so just reiterating what Peter was discussing there in verses 3, 4 and 5, he kind of like calls out three things. He says that this living hope we have is a sure hope, an eternal hope, an enduring hope. And so nothing can you know, disappoint us in this life when the living hope of meeting Christ brightly burns in our hearts. Exactly right. And so our hope, a reason for our hope is that we have this assurance of salvation. Definitely. We know that our eternity is, you know, secure in him. Yes. And so our living hope is because we are made alive to righteousness. Yes. Is that we have a confident expectation and our and as I said, our future is secure because of Jesus. And the other thing we can observe from this scripture is that a living hope spans all time and it's infinite. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's anchored in the past. Yes. It um, continues in the present and it endures into the future. Yeah, I love that. So you're right, Rose. A misplaced hope is a hope that will crumble. But then Jesus is a well-placed hope. Definitely, yes. And so let's talk about, you know, we've been talking about hope and all this stuff, but what are we going to do with it? How, how are we actually going to apply some of this in our, in our life today? So, yeah, how are we going to live it out? That's exactly. Right. Yes. So how do we do this? There are two key things which we can do. Number one is to be thankful. And number two is to hold on to Jesus. Yeah. If we go back to 1 Peter 3, it starts off by saying, let us give thanks to God. Yeah. Let us give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of the great mercy he's given us by raising Jesus from the dead. And that's what our living hope is. So being thankful for what God has done and what he's given us is the first part. The second part is holding on to Jesus. And I think that the author of Hebrews sums this up perfectly. It's a call to persevere in our faith. You know, it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Yeah, he is. That's right. So you've got to hold on to it firmly because, you know, everything around us will try and attack our hope, whether it's our circumstances or our thoughts or, you know, other things in life. But we should hold on to it with like a determination. That word unswervingly Mm. is like a determination that we hold on to Jesus, not because of what I've done. He's done it all. And we can anchor ourselves in that. How cool is that? That's very good. So this week... When you feel like your hope is slipping, guys, or it's being challenged, start off by being thankful. Declare thankfulness. Speak thankfully and sing thankfulness. And shift your focus from the circumstance or the emotion that you're in and shift your focus to Jesus. And so trust that he can meet you 
where you're at. And remember, he who promised is faithful. And just watch what happens. And that's so easy, yeah? We can all do that. The world at large absolutely accepts that gratitude is a way to change your perspective and a way to enlarge your life and a way to, to embrace life. We, I bet most people watching at home probably have some sort of a gratitude journal or a daily gratitude practice where you say the things that you're thankful for. So keep on doing those things, but be thankful too for the things God has done. We can so easily take for granted the fact that we wake up in the morning and we're alive today. Be thankful for those things. And I love the second thing. It's so practical, Tim. Hold on to your hope. Protect your hope. Guard your hope. We can all do those things. So easy and so practical. Be thankful and hold on. You know, I think that it's important to let our imaginations run away for a minute and, and think, what would it be like if we all did this? You know, imagine for a second a world hope pandemic. I mean, we've seen what it looks like when there's a world fear pandemic. But imagine for a second a world hope pandemic. Imagine how that would look different. Imagine how our, our world, our outlook, our governments, imagine how that would look different if there were governments led by hope and not governments led by fear. Mm. Imagine if there were homes and communities who instead of feeling uncertainty, these homes and these communities were absolutely strong and they were secure because they had living hope that was anchored. Uh, absolutely. If there were people letting light in and shining that light on others, I just think, Wow how easy it is to say we have hope but to not really understand what hope is. And again, I think it's important to state that a misplaced hope is a hope that will crumble. But faith in a resurrected Jesus, Jesus who gives us hope now and for the future, that is a firm and secure hope and that is an anchor for our soul. So I just absolutely want to speak to those of you who are watching with us at home today and I just want to say, you know, wherever you are, there's more of Jesus to experience. And wherever you're at, there's more of Jesus. And we would love to be able to pray with you all now. And there's, um, we would love to pray for all of you today. But I, I just want to mention a few things specifically we're going to pray for. And there may be some people watching today who you actually haven't taken the step yet towards faith where you are going to say, hey, I want to put my living hope in Jesus. I've been hearing what you're talking about and that's the answer I need. I've been searching for hope and everything you're saying is adding up. Everything you're saying is making sense and I need this living hope. If that is you today, I just invite you, could you DM us? Could you send us a message to say that is me? I absolutely want to know more about this Jesus and we want to partner with you and we want to pray with you and we want to see an injection of hope into your life. We want to see you experience the life-giving hope that we have that we know you can have too. So let us know if that's you. We're going to pray for you today. There are some of you that, like Tim said, your hope is being challenged in this season. It may not be because you're stuck at home. There could be other stuff going on for you. If your hope's being challenged or you felt it slipping away, we're going to pray for you today as well. And if again, if you want a little prayer for specific things, send us a message, jump on our website, click on the prayer requests. Our pastors and leaders would love to pray with you and join with you. But we're going to pray for, for that, that we would continue in hope and that it wouldn't be slipping away from us. And if you are someone just so full of hope and so full of Jesus that this message has been nothing but an absolute, yes, I'm encouraged, I'm on the right track, I'm ready to go. If it's been that for you today, well, you are primed and positioned and ready to share that hope with the people around you who need it because not everybody carries 
carries the hope and the privilege that you do. So we're going to pray for you as well, that you're positioned to shine light on others. So as we pray, wherever you are, you might want to stand, sit, kneel, close your eyes, bow, whatever makes you feel comfortable. You do that however you connect with Jesus. But we're just going to take a couple of moments to pray now and just talk with him. So Heavenly Father, we just love you so very much. And we just thank you, Jesus, that you show us the way to hope. God, nothing in you is kept secret. Yes, there are mysteries for us to search out, but nothing in you is kept secret. You want to give us hope. You want to share with us hope, and you want to show us the way to you. So, Father, I pray this morning for those who are watching that this is their first time and the first decision they're making to say yes to Jesus, that they want to have hope, that they can um, have full life now on earth, but have hope for eternity that won't spoil and that won't fade. And I pray for those people, Lord, and I ask, Lord, that you would surround them with love, surround them with peace, and I pray that you would meet with them where they are, that by by just your goodness, God, you would show them the reality of who you are and all you have done with them and for them, God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would make yourself known and real in their hearts. Let hope rise up like a spirit spring within them, God, like a spring within them that they would know they are changed because Jesus has met with them and they've met with resurrection life. Lord, I pray for those of us who are on our journey with you, who are experiencing our faith being challenged or it might be slipping away a little at this time. And God, I just pray that you would help us remember to be thankful. You would help us to remember to hold on to hope, to hold on to that hope with unswerving determination that says, I am going to be resolute in what I know. God, we sang it. We will not be shaken because of who you are. Our faith has nothing to do with us or our goodness and everything to do with God. God and his infinite goodness towards us. So Father, I pray that you would help us hold on to faith. Strengthen us, God. Strengthen us in our faith. Draw us nearer to you in this season, God, while we are hiding under the shadow of your wings. Pull us in closer, God, so that we feel you around us. And God, I thank you would help us to walk closer to hope. And Lord, for those who are so full of hope that it is bubbling over, I pray you bring people across our paths that we can shine the light on. I pray, God, that you would give us words to speak that are going to be hope and life to a world that is dark. I thank you, God, that you are just so good. We could say it until the cows really do come home because it is so true. You are so, so good. You are so good to us, God. And we just love you so much, Jesus. Lord, I just feel to um, give an opportunity um, to pray for anyone who maybe their story is a little bit similar to mine and, you know, they felt rejected or they've gone through some challenges and they've realized that they want to put their hope in Jesus. And I'm just going to pray and Rose is going to kind of like be like you and Rose is going to repeat after me. And so I want you guys to repeat after me as well. And this is going to be the start of your journey to accept Jesus into your life. So let's just pray together. Father God. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you died on the cross. That you died on the cross, and that I want to put my hope in you. And I want to put my hope in you. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I invite you. I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. To be my Lord and Savior. Take away. Take away my pain. My pain and my shame. And my shame. And exchange it. And exchange it with your purity and righteousness. With your purity and righteousness. Clean me, clean me, and make me new. And make me new. I choose to follow you. I choose to follow you. And I 
place and my I, living hope in you. And I place my living hope in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, for what you did. For what you did. And this gift of grace you've given me. And this gift of grace you've given me. Amen. 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 So, yeah, so if that was you today and and any of that spoke to you, please get in touch with us. We just want to be able to connect with you and see God totally, radically transform your life. So that's about it from us today. From all the crew here in MCC Studios, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's been a phenomenal Sunday and we cannot wait for next week. So God bless you and we'll see you then.